All right. Uh, well, welcome, welcome, everybody, to the first ever emergency pod. Um, we all hopped in a dinghy and headed out to the island as fast as possible. Ooh, we have a new island entrant. Uh, let's go. Let's go. All right, so I'm here. MPD, say hello to folks. Hello, hello. All right, cool. And then uh, who are the three guests we have on the line? Maybe I'll start uh, start with you, John, and then we'll go to the uh, – to the gladiators that just fought it out for, uh, for all the league to see. Yeah. I'm uh, just excited to listen in live and hear the raw emotions. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's damn, damn good to have you back on the Island. Uh, <laughs> let's start with Pete. Um, Pete, how you feeling right now, pal? So, you know, naturally pretty excited about that bullshit win. Uh, you know, I can't say I wasn't uh, shitting a brick for a minute there. Lots of emotions wrapped up in that game. It's not just about the fantasy win. It's about pride in general. Um, but more so than that, I was, uh, sitting there with my lovely wife and, uh, she was, she was cheering. I'm not totally sure. I think it was for me, but also hoping that this stupid season would be over. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've gotten a few texts from her over the last several weeks. Uh, yeah, she's emotionally invested in this. She's actually <laughs> sitting in. We're, we're in bed right now. She's sitting next to me. Do you want to say anything, sweetheart? Um, I actually can't wait for the season to be over because I think my husband will be a better father and husband when it is. Yeah, this is just getting way too out of hand. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't can't imagine that's music to your ears, Nick. How how are you doing right now, bud? Um, you know, I'm doing okay. Uh, I I will say that for most of the game, I I felt like this was going to be a likely outcome. I dodged some bullets in the second half. There was one moment where I felt like I had it, and that was when uh, Kirk Cousins fumbled. With about two minutes thirty left in the fourth, yeah, and it looked like Seattle was going to recover. Um, now, I don't mean to, you know, criticize uh, the Minnesota Vikings, but I should <laughs> say that Dalvin Cook could have taken a better path of pursuit, um, and that they should have stopped <laughs> that fumble return. Um, in which case, I think. Uh, Seattle would milk the clock and the Vikings would have gotten the ball back with, uh, you know, 40 seconds left or so. And uh, we'd be, you know, telling a different story right now. But yeah, Cal would have his dad back. Cal would have his dad back. I I think overall, um, I'm disappointed because going into this week, I actually felt like my team was pretty good. Um, But Considering where I was early in the year, where it looked like I was going to have a you know bottom four team, um, I'm just proud of the way my guys competed, and uh, you know can't can't be too upset when your uh, when your team puts up a, a Chad Wickian <laughs> points and you lose. So yeah, I'm I'm happy you brought that up. You both, in fact, would have lost to Chadwick this week pretty handily, um, which can't we would have also beaten Colin very handily. I don't know if you. Uh, <laughs> 
peeked at his score. I did, in fact. (laughs) I looked to see uh, if Colin, if you guys would have, even with your pathetic scores, outscored Colin's starters plus bench, which you (laughs) almost would have. I think his starters plus bench were right around 93 points. Well, it was, just, uh, it was a record-setting week all around. Yeah, record-setting week all around. Well, um, it's very big of you to do this emergency pod, Nick. I would be currently trying to walk this off um, at the park and making Mia really, really afraid for my well-being and, and those around me. So good for you. Um, I guess before I, I let you off the hook with what was a very mature response, as I look at the lineups that you guys fielded, for this week, Nick, is there any, is there a decision that you were hemming and hawing over prior to Sunday with all these starts very confident? Um, or did you? Um, so I will, I will say that, you know, th- there's maybe two things that could have swung it. Um, one would be if I benched Kenny Galladay for Marlon Mack. Yeah. That's the one I was that looking was hard at. Something that I really seriously considered because you know, Galladay's been good. They've both kind of struggled the last few weeks. So that wasn't something that I really considered. The one that I did almost pull the trigger on was Jeff Driscoll over Mariota. Um, you know, Mariota was going against the Jaguars. He ended up actually playing well, but, the, you know, they just ran the ball so well that he ended up, you know, putting together pretty – Pretty terrible fantasy outing. I'm actually not sure if that would have made the difference or not. I would need to pull it up, but I think it would have been. Oh, 100%. Uh, yes. I'm, looking, I'm looking at it for sure. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Part, part of the reason why I, I went with Mariota over Driscoll was I didn't want to play the Chargers D against my starting quarterback. Um, you know, a uh, arguable line of reasoning, given that I was a slight favorite, you know, you could – you could say that I would have been better served with a little bit of a hedge there. Um, yeah. But uh, that was the one that I really thought hard about. I think my lineup hasn't really changed the last like five weeks. So I didn't really seriously consider any position player changes. It was really just the quarterback. Gotcha. Well, um, I guess you live and you learn. Uh, what size do you wear in Jeff Driscoll jerseys? Just asking for a friend. I. Uh, I I think uh, these days I might be back down to a medium. I was certainly <laughs> a large during the second year of Haas, and I think uh, I think I can pull a medium off these days. I'm I'm back uh, back down below one. Look at Svelte. Oh, okay. that. <laughs> um, great. Well, I want to kick it. I, I've been asking all the questions here, Michael. Do you have any uh, thoughts? Anything you want to add in here? I mean, yeah. uh, a historic night. It's really a great night, uh, Nick. I want you to know the ramifications of your decisions. In fact, I benched Marlon Mack in my other league because I saw that you had benched him too, and I ended up losing by the differential between him and the Kevin Coleman that I started. So just I, – I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse, but it certainly makes me feel like shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marlon Mack didn't even really have that great of a week. He just – he got a touchdown. Yeah, well, it played good enough. Um, so, Pete, uh, as you look ahead – you know, I, the word pride came up uh, earlier, which it's a tough, a tough word to associate with a win like this, I'd say. Um, as you look ahead to next week against Dan, new father, Redden, 
Um, do you who did not bench his starters, by the way? Who, who did not bench his starters? Yeah, nope. made a statement. <laughs> made an absolute nope. statement. Do you think you're well, – how much do you think you're going to lose by next week? Well, let me just first start that conversation by saying congratulations to my friend, colleague, Dan Redden, on uh, becoming a father. It's truly uh, a step towards a life that the rest of these immature idiots on this podcast don't even understand. So, uh, you, have a, you have a beautiful baby girl, and uh, whoever wins next week, you know, we both have more important things going on in our lives. And that's the thing that we really want to focus on is who's making the world a better place. Dan, it's you and it's Becca and it's clearly me and Lola. And uh, that's, that's Dan, that. I really hope you win next week. Well, tell you what, none of these, none of these uh, childless people on this call would have started Jimmy Graham over Cameron Brait this week. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, if I had just never traded away Jimmy Graham for my boy K- Kittles and Dicks, yeah, would have been this. This podcast wouldn't be happening. I'd be, I'd be sleeping and uh, dreaming about next week against Dan Redden had it not been for that one terrible trade with Hedwig. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I was really hoping that you would lose because Kirk Cousins just absolutely threw up all over his shoes, and it would be just the yeah. last twist in this winding saga that has been the Kirk Cousins for Carlos Hyde uh, trade. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it myself if, if there was a Carlos Hyde story here, too. I looked at that. Yeah. He, I think he scored <laughs> negative points this week. So, yeah, so exactly. I was I hoping that he would outscore Kirk. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I wish you luck next week. I do think you're going to need it. But I also think, you know, this was a bit of an aberration for your guy, TG, uh, TG2, as it were. Um, you know, there's going to be better days ahead for this girly team. But I think – sort of the dream season, the miracle season marches on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, do you feel like this was a referendum this week on your team name? Do you feel like, you know, your players really stepped up to really defend the integrity of that name? Yeah, I think we really rallied around a shared cause there. Um, you know, the, the guys in ownership are lockstep. They understand what I'm going through. I'm there to support them every step of the way. And, you know, I think this is another one for the crowd, the crowd over the pundits. You know, sometimes you got to put the talking head to bed yeah. and uh, let yeah. the crowd speak. And so I think that's what happened this week. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, what did happen this week was I went back and I looked at a little bit of um, a little bit of history in the ESPN era uh, of this league. <laughs> in fact, no winning team in either the winner's bracket or the loser's bracket, has ever won with a score this low uh, in the ESPN era. That is including loser's bracket teams who stopped setting their lineup. Um, I would, because they weren't you know, uh, going to be in for drunk history, no winner's bracket playoff team last year scored lower than 90 points, win or lose, um, so this was really an exceptional event. And the last thing I would point out is funny enough, uh, every, I think every participating, so non buy um, losers bracket team outscored every participating winners bracket team this year, which I can't imagine happens all too often. Hmm. 
So, you know, there's no, uh, we should have. It, 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 it ties a bow on that conversation, that heated conversation that was taking place on the group me, that this is not a, a league that incentivizes beating your opponents by a lot. It's not a league that incentivizes the best team over the course of a season. It's a league that incentivizes a win one week at a time, whether or not that win happens to be the shittiest win in league history. That is right. We play a weekly game. I'm so we happy you brought that up. To win the game. So, Nick, coming out of this experience, uh, any further commentary on the total points as reflection uh, versus sort of weekly score matchup bullshit that happens uh, in our game here? Yeah, I mean, I think if if this week shows uh, shows me anything, it's that these scores of. Uh, Antonio Brown <laughs> and Mitch Trubisky are very highly correlated week to week. And that at the start of the season, I really should have anticipated that uh, I would really ride or die with uh, just the ebbs and flows of just my highly correlated scores between my teammates who, you know, all play for different teams. Yeah, well, there, um, so there you if have I, it. If I had taken that to account uh, on draft day and throughout the season, then, you know, I would have scored more consistently and I wouldn't be in the situation. I just, yep. I didn't have week 14 guys on my team. I had great week <laughs> 10, 11, 12 guys, but, uh, you know, uh, as one goes, so the rest of them go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you finally say it. Um, yeah. And I actually, Dixon, I wanted to, uh, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about some, some various narratives the Kirk yeah. Cousins narrative was, was definitely on my mind. Uh, going yeah. to teams, uh, I honestly felt like the most poetic way for me to lose would be on a Laquan Treadwell touchdown. He actually had a pretty good game. <laughs> I think he had four or five grabs. Um, and uh, I also thought it would be great to win kind of on a, you know, bizarro Tavecchio, uh, uh, inverse Tavecchio, um, given that. Uh, you know, storyline from earlier in the season. I will point out that this is the third time this year that I've lost on a garbage time Monday night football fourth quarter drive. Um, the first was week two against Colin. Uh, my guy, uh, Dangerous Wilson. I pulled up the box for some. Russell Wilson against the Bears, uh, you know, 24 to 10. He got a uh, touchdown with uh, less than two minutes left. Uh, I ended up losing by 3.7 points. Um, and then against Chris Riley in, I believe, week six, the Saints were up on the Redskins 43 19. Um, it was, I believe, Mark Ingram's first game. I had spent the entire season trying to trade for Mark Ingram. Uh, his last carry of the game came with uh, two minutes left. He rushed for nine yards uh, with the game well and I ended up losing by eight seven uh, before the rebounds occurred. So, uh, you know, it's uh, a poetic ending to a, to a very fun fantasy season for me. Wow, that is um, not how I would have told that story. Uh, yeah. Well, good for <laughs> Good for you. Uh, I guess I, I will leave folks with one last opportunity. Um, Nick, it sounds like you know that that's a nice final statement, putting a bow on your season. Pete, uh, 
I wish you luck, and I'm not sure whether you're better served winning or losing at this stage, but, um, you know, I, I hope you have fun either way. I'm tracking the logic there, but uh, I appreciate the sentiment, and I look forward to additional dialogue going forward. You know, let's hope for some more garbage wins in the future. I can't, I can't uh, count on a good team to take me there, but God damn it, there's always luck. No doubt. Um, all right, great. Well, uh-oh. weird feedback there. I appreciate you guys hopping on the line. Anything to close this out here, Michael? No, I think this was a great uh, first inaugural emergency pod. I hope this is the first of many to come. Yeah, I think generally emergency pods are, I think, usually higher energy affairs. But uh, this was sort of a sad emergency, so I think, I think, uh, I, I think we did, Speak we did for great. Yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I will say, if you're trying to capture the energy, usually you want to do it at the end of the game. Instead of waiting the 20 minutes till we cool off, brush our teeth, and get ready for bed. Yeah, well, I, I lived with Nick. I know for a fact he has not brushed his teeth, and he won't be going to bed for four more hours. Uh, not <laughs> uh, All right, well, thanks, guys. Uh, take care, and, uh, and yeah, we'll see, you, we'll see you next time on the island here. Yeah, congrats, Pete. Best of luck next week. I uh, appreciate it, senor. Ugh. Sorry for digging down like that. It was dirty. Uh, I scored 86. I can't be mad. Talk more shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh,